0: Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Now, these verses that I just read are recorded earlier in the letter that Paul writes to the Corinthians. those verses were not read today, but I want to start there. Because the image of the church as a body is anchored to that event. There, at the Last Supper. You see, it was there that Jesus modeled for his disciples what it would mean to become one body, led by and nourished by him. This is my body, he said. And that body, his body, would be offered to us willingly. It would be broken, and it would be made a curse. And it would be sacrificed, not to acquire glory for itself, but to win salvation for all of us. His blood would be poured out His life he would give up in service to his church. So when we talk about the church as a body, we start here, out of necessity, because if we don't, we end up as just another group of people who gather around a a common interest. Now Paul writes in our epistle that we read this morning, For just as the body is one, it has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and were all made to drink of one spirit. See, his body, broken and sacrificed for our sake, was then made available to us through baptism so that we could share in the reward that it earned. And our salvation depends on us being a part of Christ's body. There's no other possible way to eternal life. And so, the church body is not just another group of people led by people, but it is the body of Christ led by Christ. And it is a body that Christ renews, sanctifies, and governs by his spirit. And as the head of the body He instructs us to do the same. See, Paul writes of viewing this body as a single organism with with many different organs and parts as he impresses upon his readers the importance of vocation and cooperation. But then he writes this. If one member suffers, all suffer together, and if one member is honored, all rejoice together. See, Paul teaches that there's more to a body part than the function that it was designed for. True, it was engineered to be an ear, or engineered to be an eye, but it was also engineered to live in harmony with the rest of the body. And furthermore, it was engineered to be so tightly connected to the rest of the body that it can help sustain and help nourish the whole or even an injured part when necessary. And just as the body is built from these interconnected, interdependent parts, so too is Christ's church. We all play a role. Not just in the life of the church and in her outward mission to the world, but also her inward mission with each other. What good does it do a whole body if an injured organ keeps to itself, separates from the whole, and rejects support and healing? And to what effect does that have on the organ? And so, too, Paul teaches it is with us. We are responsible to each other. And not just to cooperate, not just to encourage, but to stay connected to the whole church. For what good will it do us when we find ourselves hurt or in need to separate ourselves from the church and to go it our own way? And to what end will it lead? if we turn in on ourselves, believing that we alone can heal ourselves. This is my body given for you. Jesus did not turn in on himself, but he instead turned outward. He poured himself out, not only for the whole church, but to the whole church. And he invited us into his death and resurrection so that we could share in his victory. And that is what we are to pattern. We too are called to turn towards each other in time of need. To receive healing, to receive encouragement, and strength. We're always to pray for each other. To pray for the health of the individual parts and for the whole of the church body. We're to be selfless in our sacrifices to each other. To turn to one another. And to say, this is my body, and I give it to you. And what I really like about today's passage is that Paul, even after offering a detailed illustration of a healthy, functioning, universal church, drives it right back to Christ. He reminds us that even in the best of times, even when the church is united, is moving in one direction, is focused outward and inward, it is not a body separate from Christ. He writes, Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. See, the church body is not just another group of people led by people, but it is the body of Christ led by Christ. And it is a body that Christ renews, sanctifies, and governs by His Spirit. It is a body that must Receive nourishment from Him. For without it, it is a body that will cease to exist. For that which we offer each other, the support, the encouragement, and even the prayers, are diminished in value without the life giving sustenance of Christ. For it is from Him that we find true healing and true nourishment. And we find that at the same place where I started from this morning. Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We are a body in harmony with each other. We are a body that spans the globe and transcends time. And this body, with its many parts, gathers in unison to meet God the head, our Lord Jesus Christ himself at the table. We join everyone there as one coordinated, universal church body to hear the words from our Lord, the same words that were spoken 2,000 years ago. These words were spoken for the prophets of old, And they were spoken for the the disciples on that day, and they were spoken for us today. We come together at his table as one body to receive from our head what he offers. His body and his blood. And we partake of it as one body. We receive it as one body. And we are forgiven by it as one body. this is the message of Paul this morning. When you think of the body of the church, think of the many parts and their interconnected, concerted workings but remember always the head. The church body is not just another group of people led by people, but it is a body of Christ led by Christ. And it is a body that Christ renews, sanctifies, and governs by His Spirit. It is a body that starts at the Lord's table, and always we return there to find healing and strength. Let us pray. The gifts Christ freely gives, He gives to you and me to be His church, His bride chosen, saved, and free. The gifts are in the feast, gifts far more than we see. Beneath the bread and wine is food from Calvary. The body and the blood remove our every sin. We leave his presence in his peace renewed again.